Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. I have a very special guest this week. Her name is Ryan Dowdy from Kansas City. Ryan is a partner in the Social Sellers Academy who helps seven and eight figure CEOs generate daily sales on demand without their time by building and training high performance sales teams. Ryan is passionate about helping successful business owners take back control of their revenue their business, their time, and their freedom by building a profitable sales team. Before starting her own business, Ryan spent 15 years in the corporate world building multi-million dollar sales organizations for startups in the digital marketing and advertising space. Ryan has mentored, managed, and trained thousands of sales reps to success. Our focus of this episode is on the sales mindset. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ian. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Thanks for making the time for us and our listeners today, uh, Ryan. I've got, I've got some questions for you, and I'm really excited about uh, the answers, given your experience and your enthusiasm, which is, which is fantastic. I'll start with the first one then, Ryan. Why are you so passionate about CEOs having high-performing sales teams? Oh, um, I, there's a lot of reasons for this. Um, but first and foremost, I, I actually think it goes back to Ian, my, you know, kind of shared in my bio, you know, I spent 15 years in the corporate world. And in those years, I worked for some companies that were um, excellent at, you know, creating sales organizations and, you know, a culture of accountability and excellence and high performance. And I worked for other companies that were not. Um, and then, of course, in selling advertising for so many years, I just noticed the difference between the companies who prioritized sales and sales training and sales development and the companies that did not. And, uh, you know, selling to, to small businesses, there were so many times where it was the business owner, the CEO, the leader, whatever, that wore the revenue generation hat in the business. And what wound up happening to that person is they worked they work around the clock, right? They're the only person who can generate revenue in the business. And it just creates this... Uh, this bottleneck of growth, right? We get to the point where we can only grow so much with one person wearing that sales hat. And I want all business owners to be able to, uh, you know, live whatever life that they want. And I guess if that's working 60 hours a week, you know, game on. But, uh, you know, but really the idea that for a business to grow and really truly scale and, and to create uh, the impact that so many entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners are really passionate about, they have to get out of that revenue generation role. If they are the only person in their business that can get on, like get on sales calls and, you know, have conversations with potential clients, their growth will be limited. And 
I am just really passionate about changing that, A, for the CEO and their quality of life and, uh, you know, for the business owner to actually get to do the things they enjoy in their business. And again, if that sales game on, if it's not, you know, let's change that. But then also for um, the impact that we want to make in the world, right? If we can help more people and get more of our products and services that we love and are really passionate about into the hands of the people who they are meant for, uh, you know, the world becomes a better place. That's, that's a, a great answer. I, I've, heard, I've heard it said this way as well, Ryan, through my years. Are you working in the business or are you working on the business? So yeah. a lot of salespeople, you're right, that, that CEOs, that solo entrepreneurs, startup mode, they are the main salesperson, and, and that goes with the territory of startup. But at some point, uh, you got to start working on the business and building, as you said, that scalability, that, that if you took two months off, would the business survive without you? And some, right. some business owners don't like their answer to that question, I know. I, and I share that passion with you, uh, Ryan. It's, it's, it's yeah. really important that, uh, that you build uh, the right team for, for growing the business. And, and that kind of is a nice segue to the next question. What mistakes do most companies mm-hmm. make when it comes to hiring salespeople? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is where the mindset, because I, I know, Ian, you know, we wanted to have a conversation about sales mindset. I think it is the mindset around sales that create the mistakes that I'm about to share with you um, or that I see happen, you know, so often. So sales winds up being its own animal in a company and we wind up doing everything different with hiring, training, managing, compensating salespeople that we do for every other role in a company. And that I think is one of the biggest mindset shifts that we need to make around sales is that sales is an extremely important and profitable part of our organizations, obviously, but that salespeople actively want to do good work. I hear so often, Ian, from um, so many people that, oh my gosh, it's so hard to find good salespeople. Nobody wants to work hard. Nobody wants to, you know, be in a, a commission driven role. Nobody wants to make the calls or do the outreach or do the things. And, you know, this next up and coming generation is lazy and yada, yada, yada. And we've heard it in every generation. And that's why I say yada, 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 right? Like it was my generation was lazy. Now it's the generation underneath me. You know, I'm sure it was a generation, two generations ago. Um, so I think the first mindset shift that we have to, um, make, to make sure we hire salespeople is this idea that, you know, we can actually, that sales is a a fantastic profession and that there are people that really want to do well. And if we set them up for success um, and we do our job as, as owners and leaders and business owners, if we do our job that um, sales can be an exciting career and a rewarding career and a lucrative career. So I think the first mistake that we make to kind of tie it back to your question is that we go into it with the mindset of nobody wants to do this job. This is going to be hard. You know, this is, we're going to have to go through all these people. None of them are going to show up. None of them are going to want to do the work. And so we just really need to change our mindset around what opportunity a sales role in our company affords that person, right? Like being excited about what, you know, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting opportunity in the world for a sales rep to come into my company, get to uh, sell the products and services that we put into the market that we think are best in class, that we think get our clients amazing results. And, uh, you know, we're going to treat them really well and we're going to make this a really fantastic place to work. And when we come at it from that mindset, we attract better talent, right? We wind up getting a better pool of people. So I think instead of thinking, oh, sales recruiting, it's like, no, I am excited about the opportunity that we give people who work for our company. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, which brings me to the, the second mistake that we make is that we don't put the training and the support in place. Um, sales training yeah. is not an event. It's not something that happens once. It's not just new hire training, right? We need to be training all of the time. We, I say this, at, my business partner Kelly says this all the time, and I think it's so important, is that we need to train for sales like athletes train for sport, right? Mm-hmm. We need to train for business like athletes train for sport. And that involves practice, right? Professional athletes practice every single day, right? They train in the off season. They are consistently fine tuning their game. They're running the drills. They're doing the same thing over and over and over again so they can shoot free throws with their eyes closed, right? We don't do that with our sales organizations. We don't run the drills. We don't do the role plays. We don't have the ongoing training and support. We don't have the accountability. We don't have these things in place that allow a salesperson to be successful. So the first thing we have to do is change our mindset. And then the second thing that we have to do is we have to create an ecosystem where that person can be successful, where we can allow them to run the drills and really develop true mastery. And if we can do those two things, Hiring, um, recruiting, training, and managing, you know, a, a high-performing, a highly profitable sales team becomes much easier. So well said. That was music to my ears. I, I totally agree. Every profession, be it professional sports, um, mm-hmm. the, medical, the medical community, like the, there's always retraining, new training, it, keeping your skills sharp and fresh, and there's always something new that's, that's out there to learn and to, to use as an advantage. Um, you're right. Why are salespeople we train them once and hope they sell? Well, hope's not a strategy. We've got to continually <laughs> develop and sharpen that, that iron in the marketplace. I mean, and that's a yep. great segue for the next one is, you know, it's, it's not just about having the mindset, like you said, which is really critical, uh, being excited about it, committing to a, you call an ecosystem or an environment whereby development is part of the DNA. It's not a one-off. It's ongoing. What makes a great salesperson, Ryan? In your opinion today, what makes for a great salesperson? Yeah, it's really obvious things. <laughs> people always ask me, what do you look for in salespeople? I'm like, I yeah. look for people who like, I look for people who like people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. do you actually like people? Do you like talking to people? Do you enjoy solving problems? And I know that that is super obvious, but like, we don't ask that question. I've never been asked that question in an interview. I don't have any, do you like people? <laughs> so right. I think it's, you know, what I am looking for is somebody who likes people. I'm looking for somebody who, you know, is, uh, you know, loves to get into conversation, really likes problem solving, really feels strongly about building relationships. Um, cause I believe in the relationship sale, right? I get it. Sometimes we're selling widgets and, and it's not about the relationship and that's fine. But I'm assuming in this conversation that we're looking for, you know, a, 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 a consultative sale, a relationship focused sale. So I am looking for somebody that those things are things that they enjoy. The idea of spending all day either on the phone, in their email, in their social media DMs, out at networking events, shaking hands and talking to people, right? Like what is, how do you genuinely feel about getting into conversation with dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people in any given week? So the first thing we're looking for is do they like people? The second thing that I'm looking for, because, you know, social selling is really my jam and I know we'll talk about that, is do you enjoy social media? Do you enjoy the platform that you're living on? Right. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I grew up in media sales and selling media and advertising. You know, it came from a lot of outside sales reps, right? That outside sales rep is not going to be happy in an inside sales role. Right. 
um, somebody who really loves selling on social media is probably not going to be happy in an outside sales role. So also making mm-hmm. sure whatever platform that you use to connect primarily with prospects is something that they enjoy doing. Um, and don't assume just because somebody was an excellent outside sales rep that they'd make a great social sales rep or a great social sales rep would make a great inside sales rep because maybe they love chatting with people in the DMs, but they hate the phone, right? So like, do they actually like the platform that they will be spending 40 hours a week on? So do they like people? And then do they like the platform that we'll, we'll be having them spend time on? And then I'm also looking for, uh, we call it inside of our, our, our company, one of our core values is a growth mindset. Um, and and we, we coined the term, I don't know if it's an official term, but we call it an intrapreneur, meaning not an entrepreneur, right? Like not the business owner, not the CEO, but an intrapreneur, an, an entrepreneur um, inside of your company, right? Somebody with that entrepreneurial mindset, somebody who is money motivated, somebody who is uh, motivated and excited about the idea of getting results for people, motivated and excited about the idea of uh, really the, the transformation that we provide as companies. And so I'm looking for that person who wants to build their own desk, right? Who wants to, you know, really sees themselves in the CEO of their own destiny. Um, so not obviously the CEO of the company, but the CEO of their desk. I'm looking for that attitude. It's like, yeah, I want to be in control. I, I love the idea of, you know, being in charge of my own destiny. I love the idea of being able to make as much money as I want to, as long as I do the work. I love the idea um, of being able to bring new ideas to the table as long as they are results focused and, and fit into our objectives as an organization. I'm looking for somebody who really shares the vision. Um, and this is one thing that I think has very much come in our, our younger generation is they really want to do impact driven work and right. Like it's important to them that they mm-hmm. work for companies that are doing meaningful work in the world, whatever that means to them. And, and that can be all over the map. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for somebody who, who, you know, is buying what I'm selling. Right. Like, again, I, I sell, you know, sales training to, you know, primarily online entrepreneurs. Like, is it interesting to you? <laughs> because if what I'm selling right. is not interesting to you, you're never going to be able to go out into the world and convey, you know, with passion and enthusiasm what we do. So I think that we forget to ask that question, right? Like, how do you feel about the product or service? Like, do would you buy it? Because if the answer is no, then they're never going to be a good fit in our organization. It doesn't matter how extroverted they are or how they're fine spending, you know, eight hours a day on the phone if they don't really buy into our vision as a company. So well said, Ryan. If you, how could anyone be convincing if they're not convicted, right? right? Yes. <laughs> you, Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You, if you're going to be selling Kool-Aid, you better like the taste of it, right? And so yeah, it's, not, it's mm-hmm. not something you, you're not renting your career. I really like what you said about that entrepreneur. I'd never heard that term. I really like that. And yeah, I, I think that a sales uh, role, someone should think of it as a franchise. If there is a yeah. business owner, that's a franchise, or all of the salespeople, uh, think of it as you own your own franchise, you're a franchisee. And you, you have mm-hmm. their standards, the same product, the same process, same training, compensation potential, but uh, you're running your own business. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of sales. And, and, and you, you, you touched on that, and I think it's huge. Great salespeople love the freedom of that and the challenge that it also offers them. I, I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a lot said on that. And, and you think you, you – I cut my teeth uh, direct selling as well, like yourself. You were in advertising – I worked for Apple. We were selling corporate computing, et cetera. And, and those are traditional type sales rules. Over the last mm-hmm. one, recent years, uh, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter, there's all of these platforms out there. And it's really changed the, 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 the playing field for, for many of us in the world of sales. You being a specialist, Brian, it would be great to, to find out that in your own opinion. I think there's a lot of our listeners today that would love to hear about this. How is social selling different from traditional sales? You know, an honest answer, Ian, is it, it's just the platform, right? Like, I think that, and, and social selling gurus who have come before me, I think, have sold it this way as this magic wand that's going to make sales so much easier and so much better. But the only thing that changes is our, our accessibility to people, right? Um, as a traditional sales rep, you know, I started my career, like you said, like you, in outside sales, you know, making phone calls pulling doors, even email prospecting wasn't super hot at that time. Like email was something right. that we did, but it wasn't something we lived on. Um, so, right. you know, email prospecting was, was mediocre at best. And so before, you know, we went to networking events, we pulled doors, we asked our clients for referrals, we cold called, right? We drove all over the city and knocked on doors and, and all those different things. And, you know, social selling to me is just, we're now using a different platform, right? We're just, we now we have access to exponentially more people than we ever did before. We have access to more information because also what I love about social selling is we can be really specific in our outreach, right? The spray and pray method mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that so many right. people taught for like so that. many years. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it, it's gone because now we have the information that we need to call on the right people, right? Like when I pulled a door in 2004 and walked into a business, I was not 100% sure that it was the right company because I didn't have access to enough information to, to make that determination. Now, as salespeople, we should, we should really be very honed in on who we're reaching out to because we have access to so much information, right? We should know or be able to at least halfway tell, is this person my person, right? Is this the kind of company um, that I should be or need to be working with or reaching out to or calling on in some capacity? So I think it's the method of outreach, right? The accessibility to more people, the ability to be much more focused in our outreach and in our conversations. Um, and then I also just think it gives us you know, obviously goes without saying that the geography thing is, is no longer an issue, right? It's no longer about like I only work with clients in my, in my, my market, right? Like it's like, no, we can work with clients all over the world, um, depending obviously on what you sell and what you do. Um, so I think that's really the biggest differences. I think all of the traditional things about, you know, the psychology of sales and the, um, you know, the focus on relationship building, I think all of that is exactly the same. And that's what I think is being touted in the market is that it's all changed. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Humans are humans are humans are humans are humans. We just now have different tools and opportunities to reach people that we didn't have before. That is so well said, Ron. I, I totally agree with you, 100%. Relationships, you can commoditize a product or a service. You could, you know, mm -hmm. it could be a price thing. It could be a delivery thing. It could be what color do you like best? But how do you commoditize a relationship? That's really hard. And I, I always mm -hmm. believe that the relationship will always be paramount. I love what you said about uh, social selling in, in that it's just another platform or platforms that we can use mm -hmm. to communicate. And it gives us great potential to aim uh, more specifically and give us uh, much more global reach in terms of the potential people for your products or services. That's, that's a fabulous answer. Really is. Ryan, I want to thank you very much for making the time today for being on Confessions of a Sales Pro with me. I'm sure my listeners today would love to know how can people reach out to you, Ryan? How can they get a hold of you? 
Yes, great. Thanks, Ian. And and I love a good conversation. And obviously, you and I could talk about this for days and days. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, so you are welcome to check out our website. It's daily sales on demand for CEOs.com um, is our website. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Ryan with two N's Dowdy, or you can follow us along on Instagram at Social Sellers Academy um, are the best places to find us. That's fantastic. Ryan, once again, my guest from Kansas City today has been Ryan Dowding. Thank you very much for your insights, Ryan, and your wisdom. It was fantastic for our listeners. Have a great day. Thanks, Ian. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.